Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Tuesday morning. That's Al Palantonio on the end there. As close to the Eagles as anybody saying a former second overall pick couldn't garner a first-round pick this go-around. And if you saw Carson Wentz this year, it's hard to disagree with that statement. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including the NFL insider Jeff Darlington in moments on the Goodyear hotline. In just about 15 minutes from now, we want to know from you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, what NFL coach is looking over their shoulder the most. And what's great here for you listening out there, for the fellas and the ladies, it's in the eye of the beholder. You could say Sean McVay, right? They moved heaven and earth to get him exactly who he wanted. Or is it Urban Meyer, who has pressure before game number one? Is it Cliff Kingsbury? Is it Mike McCarthy in year two with Dallas after a disastrous year one? Is it Mike Tomlin? Right? 11-0. People are always on the Mike Tomlin hot seat. Uh, I, I agree with you, Jacob. Uh, you never know. People are always on it. Your I wasn't even going to say that, Jay. Uh, I just... You guys what? know it's out there. I let it go over my head. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Key J and Z on Twitter. The tweets are coming in on fire. The guys are also going to give us their coaches that are most looking over their shoulder, their top four. That's in 15 like minutes. Zubin, like, like white hot fire? <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. it's a scalding hot seat. It could be red hot. It could be white hot. Need clarification depends. what kind of fire there is. Indeed. You know? It certainly depends. Like, if you're Rod Marinelli or Hugh Jackson, it's white and red together. You're 0-16. You absolutely... Have to go. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. I hate to say that. I know Marinelli is Key's guy. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Quick note here from John Clark of NBC Sports Philadelphia. Great reporter out there. Uh, know him personally. And he is as reputable as they come, essentially saying that Eagles wide receivers are going to be moving towards Jalen Hurts and working out with him in Texas and no discussion on doing the same with Wentz, but if you've looked at the weather map lately, nobody wants to go to North Dakota right now. Say, it's very, very cold. I was literally about to say, Zubin. Very cold. Texas, North Dakota. Yeah, right now. And I'm sure that, what is it, Houston? But I will tell you, like a couple million people in Texas don't have power right now, too, because they have been exactly. slammed by the weather. No, but is it Still Houston? better option. Well, he, uh, Jalen Hurts is from the Houston area, yeah. went to Channel View High yeah. School, so we'll assume it's the Houston, Houston area. Houston area. Fargo. No power. North Dakota power. I'd rather take the no power and go to Houston. Totally understand. Let's bring in Jeff Darlington. He joins us this Are we morning. calling him Jeff again? No, John Darlington. John yes. Darlington, because that's what Key called him last time. In honor time. of spring John training. Yeah, John. In honor of spring training, it's Ron Darling and Jeff Darlington coming together. As, okay. John, what up, JD? Jeff, man, I got a lot of names. What can I say? This thing is off the rails. We still have about three hours to go. <laughs> You'll always be Jeff to me, JD. You'll okay. always be Jeff to me. JD, let's keep it easy. So everybody I know, gets I, it right. You know what? I know, Ke- I know Keyshawn loves me. He just tries to keep me humble. You know, that's, that's one of his head games that he plays. You know, you break it. the Tom Brady news, you know. He's got to keep you grounded. That's all. And I got a question for you. As you broke the Brady news, you also <laughs> broke an interesting date that a lot of people need to know about with regards to Wentz. Tell everybody. Everybody that's listening out there, why March 19th, Jeff or John, why is March 19th so important? Well, I mean, that in, in, in essence is the day that they're going to owe them the $10 million roster bonus. So to me, that's the runway that they're, they've got to work with here. Uh, I, and I, I think they'd like to get the deal done sooner than that. It's really a matter of 
how can they leverage the best deal and 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 it, this gets a little complicated. I don't want to take you guys too far into the weeds, but I was just texting with the source basically that like that confirmed it. It's not that Carson has a no trade clause. If he starts to kind of try to demand where he wants to go in terms of uh, the Colts or the Bears, you know, he could reunite with Frank Reich. The question here is about he needs to be able to help the team to structure his contract in a way that will make it more formidable, more appealing to the potential suitor. Say it's the Colts for them to be able to give up the compensation that the Eagles ultimately want. So while there is no no trade clause here, there's still this, this sort of need for everybody to be on board on the same page in order to actually make this work. But, but to your question, March 19th is ultimately the runway that they have to do exactly that. Jeff, is there any chance that this thing can completely just come to a halt and they don't get anything done and Carson Wentz is – the underneath the center in minicamp or OTAs or training camp? I don't see that happening. Uh, we know that there's interested teams right now. Uh, and, it, it, you know, if it's a matter of Carson wanting to be in one place as opposed to the other, like eventually we know that he'd probably be rather be in any place than be the backup in Philadelphia. So to me, it gets done. Uh, I, I see no situation where he's with the Eagles uh, at the start of week one. Once we knew that the Eagles were willing to to get rid of him and uh, have the desire to get rid of him and find a way to unload that contract while still eating a lot of that dead money on the back end, uh, once we knew that, that, that was the piece of the puzzle that we needed to understand that, yes, Carson Wentz far more likely than not will be out of Philadelphia by week one. If there's one thing that I've learned from John Darlington along the way is not question when he <laughs> says that there's an opportunity to get something done elsewhere probably will get done. With that being said, Jeff, what is the best landing spot for Carson Wentz? I mean, I think we all probably agree it's Indianapolis, right? I mean, maybe not. I shouldn't assume that. But just the idea that Frank Reich is the head coach who seemingly, in retrospect, uh, yeah, I, I don't like to just continue to crush Doug Peterson here, but uh, and he deserves the, the credit that he got for directing a Super Bowl champion Eagle t- Eagles team. But I think a lot of people are saying, man, Frank Reich might be had more to do with Carson Wentz development in that those early years um, than we than we maybe originally realized. So. It, it makes the most sense that if we're looking to reconcile a career of Carson Wentz, that he would do it with the guy that has proven success in the, in the past. So to me, the Colts do make perfect sense. Mm. J.D., let's go from Cleveland to Tampa Bay. How does OBJ become a buck? How does this happen? <laughs> well, look, I think that for starters, right now their priority remains bringing back the band that they have together. Chris Godwin, though, is pretty expensive. He's going to want to get paid. I mean, this is a, the guy who hasn't gotten paid yet, rightfully so. Uh, if he starts commanding the kind of money that perhaps the Bucks say, ah, and there's another team out there that, that jumps in and says, we need this guy, um, and Godwin leaves, then all of a sudden they, they've got a gap to fill. And that gap makes – there's nobody in the NFL that makes more sense, to be honest with you, than, than Odell Beckham in Tampa. His relationship with Tom is such that um, – People, you know, the Antonio Brown relationship with Tom was probably far more publicized, but um, I can assure you that that OBJ and, and Tom have a relationship that would certainly make him someone that he would advocate for. A lot of logistics, a lot of things would have to take place for that to happen, but uh, 
but certainly the relationship is 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 very uh, very strong. Mike Tannenbaum was on our show yesterday and said that the perfect location for J.J. Watt would be Tampa as well. Where do you see as the perfect landing spot for him? I mean, I, I understand that. I, I think, again, it comes down to resources and, and ultimately also what J.J. wants because if J.J. still wants to kind of make the kind of money that that uh, that I don't think that the Bucks are necessarily that team, but but if he's ring chasing at this point, for instance, and wants to go to a place where his leadership will um, will be largely respected and maybe he's in a, a little bit more of a situational role to keep him healthy, uh, Tampa feels like a great place. They, they seem to have a, a really good system in place to allow their veterans to get the rest that they need, and um, I think it'd be great. But Kansas City's another, obviously, formidable uh, contender there. I mean, you put him on the opposite side of Frank Clark with Chris Jones in the middle – uh, that feels pretty good as well. So there's some options out there for him if he wants to to go chase a ring and maybe sacrifice a little bit of money to do that. Jeff, let's stick it. Let's go to Texas. Let's stick with the Texans. You you tweeted out that all the moves and the things that have happened since Jack Easterby landed in Houston. What is going <laughs> on with the Texans right now? Like there's what is name literally <laughs> going on? I don't know, man. It's. It's wild. I mean, do we, did anybody know Jack Easterby's name? I mean, I'm, I'm saying this with all due respect. I mean, he, but did anybody know his name like six months ago? It's, I mean, no. it's wild not only to kind of to kind of like not only like learn who this guy is, but realize the impact that he's had on the organization and this rise to power. And and yeah, I mean, we look at it and the, the, starting with Brian Game, you know, like I mean, he was one and done, and and that was a something that Easterby had something to do with. And Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins, Amy Palsik, the head of PR. I mean, the president and Jamie Roots is out. So, and 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 that leaves Deshaun Watson sitting there saying, "Oh yeah, oh wait, I now I want to come back." So I I just um, I don't know. It feels like the relationship between Kyle McNair, the owner, and Jack Easterby is such that uh, there's nothing that's going to break that bond. Uh, and, and I guess they're just going to see this thing through, but it does not feel like a team, for instance, that uh, that's going to change Watson's mind and turning want to uh, want to come back and play for them. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but it's it's uh, it's messy. It's ugly. All right, thanks Jeff, a lot, John. Jeff, John, we have just ten seconds here. I notice you've been eight bit <laughs> Nintendo over your right shoulder. What is your game of choice, Paperboy? Uh, that's right, Paperboy. Uh, Game of choice is Tecmo Bowl, but it's not back oh, there because oh, I think yeah. I let someone borrow it and I never foot- got it back, which is which is textbook childhood right yeah. there. I mean, the football I, guy has to go Tecmo Bowl. That was that was a big. I see the Tom Ford book though. <laughs> I see you, Jeff. That's that's still a oh Super Mario Brothers. One. That's a great Classic. one. Oh yeah, Love Jay it. would. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Jay would like that. That's yeah, that's Jay's I see right there. I see you. Great stuff, John right. Jeff. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining us. John right, Jeff Jones, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Join us again next time. Tech Mobile was a classic if you're old enough for that. Eight B-A-B-A, B-A-A-B-A-B. Okay. On the way, your calls are next. Coach that's looking over their shoulder the most. Key and Jay unveil theirs. You tell us ours. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Key, J and Z on Twitter. But first, I want to mention the Undefeated is on ESPN Plus, and it offers fans year-round premium content highlighting the intersection of race, culture, and sports. You can check out new premium storytelling, your favorite ESPN films, and more exclusively only on ESPN Plus. And you can sign up now at ESPN.com. Make sure to check out the all-new, all-access docuseries, Why Not Us?, 
North Carolina Central Basketball, which debuted on February 12th, just a few days ago. Executive produced by the NBA All-Star Chris Paul and ESPN's Stephen A. Smith. Find the series exclusively streaming now on The Undefeated on ESPN+. And you can sign up right now at ESPNplus.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Jason Terry, a 2011 NBA champion. What up, Jet? What up, Key? I want to commend you two brothers. You guys have kept it way, way real. And it's about time. This is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We're back. Breaking news this morning. My glasses are finally dry. I can actually see everything now. Only took about an hour. You can see everything now an hour and a half into the show. Only problem is I'm going to have to walk home as well. (laughs) It'll stop by the end. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. But the bad weather is coming again here for the Northeast later in the week. So we are back. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. I'm just dealing in facts. Presented by Progressive (sighs) Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We're asking you this morning to jump on the hotline, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Key J and Z on Twitter. If you're on the phone, can't stop, just want to move around and tweet us. Apparently our Twitter feed today, a very dangerous place to be, but we live dangerously on this show. The question, what NFL coaches are looking over their shoulder? And it's in the eye of the beholder. It doesn't have to be a guy that's got a four-win season. It could be somebody like Sean McVay where the pressure is on. You pick. What NFL coaches are looking over their shoulder. The phone calls are lined up. Let's get the fellas' opinions first, and then we'll get to you. Hang tight, if you will. All right, Key, we're going to deem this. This is like Key's Real Rankings, where we've got the nebulous numbers. We're going to go top seven, top nine. We're going to do top four here, the top four coaches that should be looking over their shoulder. Let's go from four to one with, of course, one being a white hot seat. Yeah, and, and, and it's, this is not a hot seat getting fired. This is not those things. This is not about their record or their playoff uh, appearances or anything like that, but this is simply about the struggles that they're going to face and they're going to have to get things turned around throughout the course of the season because they'll be looking over their shoulder at somebody trying to stab them in the back to get the job. 
I would think number four for me would be Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. Now, Urban Meyer is a unique situation because he's a first-time NFL head coach. We all know what took place over the last week or so with the hiring of Chris Dole. Urban Meyer has a number one overall pick. Yes, most people believe that it will be Trevor Lawrence. We don't know until it actually happens, right? But let's give him Trevor Lawrence. With that being said, he's expected, expected to be competitive within a division that has the Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans, and the Houston Texans. I look at Urban Meyer and I say to myself, he made a major mistake by bringing in Chris Doyle. Therefore, he will be looking over his shoulder. Who is number three? At number three for me is Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears went out and traded for Nick Foles. They drafted Mitch Trubisky, not Matt Nagy, but he was brought there to fix Mitch Trubisky in the first year. They go to the playoffs. This past year, they backdoor into the playoffs. They kind of early on have the New Orleans Saints on the ropes. They get out of there with an L, not with a W. The problem in Chicago is what do they do at the quarterback spot to get them back into strong playoff contention? Their defense needs to be retooled somewhat with the, uh, Chuck Pagano stepping down. Now all of a sudden you have major quarterback issues. Is it Carson Wentz? Is it Marcus Mariota? Is it Derek Carr? Whoever it is, they've got to win and win now for Matt Nagy to keep his job. Jays four coming here in just one second. Key, your top two. Matt, uh, uh, Mike McCarthy, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I understand the injuries kind of got them this year with the injury bug, missing their star quarterback in Dak Prescott. Once they get him signed, that heat is going to come on because everybody else presumably will be healthy. The offensive line, the new defensive staff to, to shore up that defense. They got some draft capital to go out and get some guys. And if Dak Prescott can be what he was prior to his injury, that heat is going to turn up on Mike McCarthy. You always want to be number one, but not here. No, you don't. And when you look at Vic Fangio and the Denver Broncos, yeah, you, you, you look at what uh, they did with Vance Joseph, you figured, okay, Vic Fangio, change of culture, change of scenery, things will change. But nothing has changed in Denver except one or two wins here or there. For the most part, Zubin's a major Denver Broncos fan. He covered the Denver Broncos for many years. He believes the Denver Broncos are a quarterback away. They are. I'm not sure they have it locked in, but we'll see. Jay, the floor is now completely yours. All right, number four, I agree with Key on Urban Meyer. The Chris Doyle situation was just handled so poorly. Look, yeah, I think he has to win five or six games. I, I, I don't see Urban Meyer being kicked out after the first year. Just the pressure is on him immensely with every move that he makes from here on out, considering the way he handled the Chris Doyle hire and the tonality in which he handled it with. So Urban Meyer would be number four on my list. Number three, I got to go with Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, through two seasons in Arizona, Kingsbury's 13-18, okay? They did improve from last season, but the AFC West is a really tough division and the, the question is, with this scheme, with Kyler Murray, with the air rate system, can they win at a high clip? When you're going against, I mean, really good teams, when you think about what's happening with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, there, there's a lot of room to operate. And I really feel like Cliff Kingsbury is in a tough position. I know it's year two, uh, but ultimately, I think he's going to have to start winning because he has to chase a lot of great players in that division. Number two, Mike McCarthy. Look, the, the Cowboys are a mess. Key wanted to fire Mike McCarthy this year. Zubin, this year. He wanted to fire him. And all the issues happening, what do they do with Dak Prescott? What happens with Mike Nolan, the defensive coordinator? That defense needs to step up. They have all the pieces. I'm tired of hearing about the pieces that the Cowboys has. We hear it every single year. Stephen A. Smith, 
every other game is laughing, making fun, you know, demeaning the Cowboys. Cowboys, do something. If Mike McCarthy doesn't get it done this year, it's going to be time to move on. And then, number one, Chicago. I love this town. I love this city. Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy. This is the river card. This is a game of poker. That last card. What kind of card is going to turn over? Are you going to bring in a quarterback that can help your team get to the next level? This is what everybody in this city wants. You know, we always say, hey, it just needs to be a guy. Well, it needs to be one hell of a guy because this is a year Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace have to figure it out. If not, they're gone. They're out. We're moving on to the next. This has to be the year where they have to make noise and just not barely squeak into the playoffs due to a new rule that gets implemented, but actually be a legitimate playoff team with that defense and with a quarterback that can lead this team to where they need to be. And what Jay referencing there, obviously, the seven teams in the playoffs of the Bears sneaking in is the seven seed. And always remember, never flop on the river. If you, never, never mind. That's a poker. Okay, that's, so yeah. there are other guys uh, that maybe just missed the cut but need to be mentioned here, Key. The callers are lining up, too. We'll get to you guys in just a second. But what do you think on maybe all, just being almost famous? Here? Well, I think, I think you almost famous. I think when you look at it on the surface, John Gruden out in, in Las Vegas, right, it was promised that we're going to turn this thing around. We're going to get it going. They've yet to make the playoffs, $100 million in a 10-year deal. I think a lot of people are looking at maybe, just maybe time is starting to run out on Coach Gruden um, because they haven't gotten, they start off hot and then they go cold. And then they, and a lot of people are looking at Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, but one thing that I would say is when you got a 10-year deal and $100 million uh, on the books, it's going to be hard in a new stadium with no fans to get rid of a coach or even put a coach uh, in, in, in a, in a, have a coach start looking over his shoulder at that point. And when you talk about Mike Tomlin, mm. who's never been less than 500 in his coaching tenure mm-hmm. for the Pittsburgh Steelers with an aging quarterback, they've got some retooling to do on defense with guys that were hurt like Devin Bush was out of the lineup. I mean, when you start to look at it, Mike Tomlin, people want him to be looking over his shoulder. I think he's safe because if he wasn't, he'd get hired as soon as he was fired. Like, fired at 5.05, hired at 5.06. Yeah. I mean, that's just – you can't find guys like Mike Tomlin running around in backyards in the National Football League as coaches. You see, Zubin, this is where I make fun of myself. You know that one time that Key called Carson Wentz Michael Trubisky? Remember when that happened? <laughs> Michael Trubisky. I, I, no, I didn't say Mike. I said – Mitch. Mitch Look, Trubisky. you had to think about it. Like, I just no, want to I'm see like, if you yeah, – <laughs> He said Mitch. I, I just want to make fun I, of myself. All, for bad, a, I, all bad quarterbacks run together for me. It's okay. I just want to make fun of I myself. Had enough of them. For some reason, I put the Arizona Cardinals in the AFC West. It's okay. It happens. A lot of names. Just like to make fun of myself for it. There you go. So you guys can't make fun of me for it. No, all good. All good. No, you, 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 I was just going to let it go. I, you know, it's all good. <laughs> We're going to take it. You I'm cover not a lot. Look, man, you cover a lot of sports. I mean, it's I'm not just, letting it go. AFC West, NFC West, they're in the West. What's the difference? Evan Wilner. Get better. Bring it every day. We're going to go to the calls right now. We'll take them after Sports Center as well to get you up to date on some things that happen in the NBA, including a big story at Duke that's coming here in just in a couple of minutes. Uh, but uh, 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 I know nothing. Go- I know nothing about this. <laughs> I, I know how to keep him in school. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Jeez. That's, that's Jalen Johnson. That's coming in two minutes, and the NBA's best team was in action last night. Hang tight for that. Michael in Daytona <laughs> Beach. Give me a coach that neither Key nor <laughs> Jay. I can't stop. Stop it. You got some more there for me? (laughs) Money talks. Michael in Daytona Beach, you've got a coach that neither Key nor Jay has brought up. Yes. 
Uh, as a longtime Patriots fan, mm. uh, I grew up in Massachusetts. It's all I knew was the Brady fandom and championship. Poor town. guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. So this last season, I watched my Patriots crumble. They were under radar and microscope and everything. And Bill Belichick, nobody really gave him a hard time for the choices that he made during the offseason, playing who he played, fitting who he sat, and, and Mike, finding who he Mike, signed. Mike, Mike, Mike. Michael. Be careful, Mike. Michael. He doesn't, he yes, doesn't like that. 13 championships appearances, nine Super Bowl appearances, and six Super Bowl wins. Stop, Mike. Stop. You're right. I just – Stop. No, no, Mike, no, Mike don't say like, you're right. Go stop. on with your point, Mike. Go on with your point, Mike. Believe just, in it. Stop. So, Andy Reid, right, two years ago. Last year, Bruce Arian. Or this past season, I'm sorry. If you were to watch any of those coaches next season tank for whatever reason, they'll be under scrutiny. They'll be looking over their shoulder. So no. I look at coaches like Bill Belichick. They, you know, he's got to look over his shoulder. He's got to make these right choices stop. in his offseason hey, to get them back. Mike, right on top. Mike, stop being a fan. Be realistic right now. Be be realistic. Like like really take your time before you go to work. And sit in a car for five minutes and really think about what you just tried to sell me. That it, it, you, you like seriously, think about that for a minute. Six Super Bowl rings, nine appearances. You missed the playoffs one time because Tom Brady goes to a better team and a better situation for him and his family. Most players opt out in the league. Players opting out in the league, all of those sort of things, and now he needs to be looking over his shoulder. I, I've, I'm done with fans, man. But he's allowed to be a fan. No, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But be realistic. Jeez. Before we go to sports, and I want to squeeze this one in, and we'll continue your calls, your tweets. Hit us up, 888-ESPN. Coach looking over their shoulder the most. Carlos in Alabama. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. What's, What's up? Happening? Hey, Coach. Hello. Um. Yes. You. Um. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and you know a lot of people might not like me for this comment because there's only a few African American coaches in the NFL. But Mike, I called him Mike Tomzak. I meant Mike Tomlin. <laughs> we got your time. Um, come on. Close. No. I mean, it happens. It was eleven and two. Eleven and two and. Get knocked out in the first round. Come on now, something, something fishy going on somewhere. I don't know it's the front office or where, but what do you guys think? I, I know Mike Tom Tom Zach is. I mean, I keep calling him Mike Tom Zach. Mike Tom is a good coach, but I mean, yeah, I think it's time for a change somewhere. Well, ben here, here, here's here's what I would say, Carlos. It, they they certainly got to address the quarterback issue, whether it's this year or next year. They've got to figure out what to do at the quarterback spot. They've got to figure out what to do with the receiver. Do they bring Juju back? Get the running game going. Pouncey uh, retired at center. So you start to look at where this thing is going. Maybe there's a rebuild in Pittsburgh on the offensive side of the ball and the defense just stays healthy and retool and Mike Tomlin can get back in the – what I would consider good graces for the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base, because you know how fans are. Yeah, they're they 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 you know they move from one thing to the next. If you're hot, they love you. If you're not, you they don't. 
Right. As somebody used to work here said famously, fan is short for fanatic. Jay, what you got? And then we'll go to Sports Center. It's just he has some injuries, Bud Dupree. I mean, it, you had bye weekends that were kind of missed. It, it was just, I, I, I hear a little bit to what Los is saying, but at the end of the day, I mean. You don't know look, him well enough to call him Los. Why I give everybody nicknames? That's naturally what I, you don't do that. You don't give people nicknames. You just call them by their full name because I give everybody a nickname. Jason, go. I, well, Jay you Will. cut me off my point. Now. I Will. forgot my Nick- point. Go ahead, Zubin. No worries. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I think, by the way, <laughs> the most important thing of all, I think we've got an answer to the Bears quarterback situation Jay's been asking about. Bring back Mike Tomczak. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that obviously Tomczak seems played, to be the answer. My, Mike Tomczak played for the Steelers, too, though. <laughs> That's right. He also played for the Bears. All right, Bring in Bubby Brister. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, uh, actually. <laughs> As a Bronco. No. Yeah. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What NFL coaches looking over their shoulder? Key J and Z on Twitter. Got a couple guys, Jerry and Jackson. Hang tight. We'll get to you. Get on the line. We got open lines or tweet us. We'll look through the Twitter feed, the minefield that is the Twitter feed, according to Key, and we'll try to get some good tweets out of there. But first, let's go to Sports Center. Clarkson, left corner, three, got it! It's a franchise record, eight, three in a game for Jordan Clarkson. One off of his career high of 42. Jordan's got 40. This is the key for the Jazz. That was on 97.5, the zone. Three-pointer, 121-112 win over the Sixers. As Jay knows, Donovan Mitchell has missed some games, but they have guys that can absolutely... Fill it up when they need to. The Jazz are 19 and 1 in their last 20. Big game, February 24th. Little tempered because AD is not going to be there, but a huge game for West Supremacy. Lakers of the Jazz, February 24th on ESPN. Jay, I want you to jump in here because I'm not sure how much we'll be able to get to it throughout the course of the morning. Freshman Jalen Johnson from Duke opting out of the remainder of the season to prepare for the NBA draft. Any intel you can share with the listeners? Well, he had an injury uh, to his foot. He missed three games in the regular season. And as that went on, I think there was, you know, some disagreement on where playing time should be. And he made the choice to leave and get himself ready for the NBA draft. A lot of people are saying that he quit on his team. Oh, God. A lot of coaches are angry about it. Uh, but look, my thing is he came to Duke to become a pro. And he's in the best possible position to become a pro. Jalen Johnson has to do what he needs to do for Jalen Johnson. I'll leave it at that. I know how to keep him there, though. Well, USC wrote the blueprint, so I understand. You going with the cash comment again? I didn't say anything. I just said I know how to keep him there. I didn't say nothing about nothing. You know, the squeaky wheel will get hurt. All right. Lastly, and what we should mention, that foot injury is serious because when Duke played Carolina this year, nobody cared about it because neither team was ranked. But Coach K did say before the game that the foot injury was a major consideration moving forth for Jalen Johnson. Not a lot can, of people and, were talking about And we about. can elaborate on this at some point in time throughout the show. Yeah, no we doubt should. about it. But this is big. Top freshman for the number one team to many in college basketball with regards to legacy and lineage. Black history always. Today we honor James Harris, the first African-American NFL quarterback to begin the season as a starter in 69, drafted by the Bills out of Grambling State. So it adds a little bit more poignancy to black history always to play at an HBCU. Seventh on the depth chart when he started, and in 1974 made the Pro Bowl key with the Los Angeles Rams. Shaq Harris. 
Sports. I love Shaq, boy. That's your guy, right? Yeah, that's my guy. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely with Straight Talk Wireless. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. <laughs> Clay Straypool. That's why I go by Z. As Jay said, just go with the nicknames. You'll always be safe. All right, back to the question. Which coach is looking over their shoulder the most? You heard what the fellas had to say. If you weren't with us, Key had Vic Fangio of the Broncos at one. Jay had Matt Nagy of the Bears at one. Let's stay in the NFC North at T-Burke underscore 25. Mike Zimmer should be looking over his shoulder. I think they may have hit the cap with him. A lot of head-scratching moments with his decisions, although I think he just got a new contract like a year ago. Yeah, him and Rick Spielman, the general manager, just signed extensions you know, less than 12 months ago. When you look at them, they too had some injuries. They also had to retool their secondary. They got a little bit better as time went on, but they ran out of time. And I think when you talk about getting rid of a guy like Zim, this is, you know, just – he should be looking over the shoulder, but I don't see anything drastically happening in that situation. Key, is Kirk Cousins the guy? I mean, I, they they paid him like he was, so no, that, I'm there's nothing. You. I'm asking you. For what they want to do, for what they want to do, I, I think so. Gary Kubiak's son now takes over play calling duties. Another one of Zubin's Denver Bronco mates. Clint um, Kubiak. Clint Kubiak. It's Gary's son. And, and so we'll see what that is. They've retooled some positions on the offensive side of the ball. They brought in different position coaches to try to get something out of the offense and Kirk Cousins. Uh I don't think Kirk Cousins is, you know, worth the money that they're paying him, but you are worth you are worth what they pay you. Indeed. And by the way, Clint with a K, just different spelling, just thought I'd mention it. It's your boy Mosif. It's your boy Mosif on Twitter. Say uh, that again. Say yeah, that again. It's too. your boy Mosif. Your boy, Mosif. Yep, here we go. It's your boy, Mosif. You keep tabs on the Jets, so help me explain this. He's going to go the multiple route when you're on Twitter. Just say whatever you want. Nagy, over the shoulder. Nagy, Gase, McVay. Gruden needs to go, and Fangio should have stayed at D.C. I agree with the last part. Gase already gone, though, right? Yeah, I think uh, (laughs) he, he, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he thinks Gase is still there. But, but, you know. John Gruden's not going anywhere. It's a hundred million bucks. He's not going. And Mark anywhere. Davis loves him. That's the other and point Mark that needs Davis, to be yeah, made. He's, he, he, you don't give somebody a hundred million if you don't love him. <laughs> John Gruden worked worked him behind the scenes. Got Jack Del Rio out. Eventually, Reggie McKenzie was gone. He took over. They moved to Las Vegas first time in an empty stadium. Let's see what it is when the stadium is full. When they get everything going. Let's just see what it is. The question was, looking over their shoulder, Adam Gase still technically could be looking over his shoulder. <laughs> Very true. true. Trying to That's figure out who's calling plays for the Jets still. I got one for you, Zubin. Go for it. And it, it, Matt LaFleur. Mm. So give us some so, rationale here. And, and the only reason I would say that to a degree, why are you giving that face like you always get so confused, Key, um, <laughs> is because of the way things went down last year. I, I, I think by not allowing Aaron Rodgers, whatever you want to say, miscommunication-wise, going for it, I think that puts him in a really interesting bind. I think, you know, moving forward, there'll be a lot more pressure on him this year to get the job done. And if Aaron Rodgers can't get it done, if they don't have enough pieces, I think Matt LaFleur may have to potentially fall on the sword. Um, There's going to be some stress, but I don't, I don't know that he's looking over his shoulder. Um, but there's going to be some stress just because two straight trips to the NFC championship game, 
you are falling in that Philadelphia Eagle Andy Reid kind of area, right, where you're going to NFC Championship games but not getting to the Super Bowl. And they certainly will be on par to get back to the NFC Championship game again this year. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the only thing is, is in any sport, when you're best player, you just got to keep him happy, right? Because if yeah. he's not happy, then everybody pays the price except the best player because the best player is there because he's the best player. You just pay him like, never mind. You just pay him. <laughs> you back to that again. I didn't say you anything. Can't get off it. On you the way. On the Dude, way. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> the Steelers have paid Big Ben a ton of money, and he says there's a relationship in sports that is unlike any other Who's he talking about? What combo is he referencing? As we get closer to the NBA trade deadline, keep an eye on teams making moves for Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. More from Keyshawn, Keyshawn, and Zubin next. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning, code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And if uh, Michael Eisner's out there, too, old school, because Key still sees Michael Eisner from time to time in California. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Wait, Put us in a good h- spot. How you doing, uh, President Keyshawn Johnson of doing, ESPN? Doing great. How's the business going lately? Uh, we're still working on our NFL package. Hmm. <laughs> you know, okay. NFL package, kind of looking at some other properties for us as well. Any updates on Mishan's new contract? Mishan. <laughs> Mishan takes the money and runs? Uh, Mishan takes the money and runs. Yeah, that would be a New York New York Post deal. I would, I'd, I'd love to see the NFL on ESPN Sunday and Monday, Key. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I'm trying to get it every day. Okay. I'm trying to change it, the whole landscape. Sunday and Monday. We will see. Let's head to the Goodyear hotline, bring in our friend Jeff Saturday, the Super Bowl champion. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, Jeff played center in the league for so long. Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, some of the greats. So, Jeff, good morning. I want to start with this on the retirement of Marquise Pouncey. Big Ben essentially weighing in and talking about the QB center relationship, something that you know 
well. This is Big Ben, quote, on Pouncey, quote, you genuinely need him more than anything else. That's what makes the center position so special. Um, you're one of the few centers that's talking in the media. I mean, you don't really see many linemen because it's something as fans or skill positions. We don't see catches. And, you know, this is the Jeff's new- a cool guy, though, man. Right. But the nuance of the position is something fans don't realize because we can't quantify it with numbers and all that stuff. So you take us inside the relationship between a center and the quarterback the way Ben was talking about Marquise. I mean, people would be interested in that. Yeah, it's like none other. I mean, when you think about what the center's job is, essentially it is to make sure the guy behind you five yards on every play is taken care of. And and most centers that I have, have known throughout my entire career, whether no, no matter what level of football it is, they take that job very seriously. So there's a kindred kind of a spirit that you kind of lock in with your guy, especially when you play the years that, that Pouncey and Roethlisberger have played together. I, look, I, I liken it. Peyton and I played together for, for uh, 13 years. And in the NFL, those relationships that build, they foster, trust is built, right? Conversations that you have, not only about games, but about practices, about, hey, how are we going to pick this up? The, 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 you know, kind of the, the chess match you play with other defensive players, the matchups that you're going to have each and every week. All of those things just build into a relationship that's unique. And, and, you know, people talk about it all the time. Well, yeah, he knew what this receiver was going to do. They can read each other's minds or their thoughts or however they, they phrase it. No different for center back, I mean, centers and quarterbacks. You, you just have this relationship because you spent so much time together. You think about it, Zub, like every practice begins with quarterback center exchange. So literally, you have a 10 minute or practice every day, man, that you're going down there. And it's usually you and the quarterback, the quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator, whoever that is. You warm up a little bit. You talk about whatever's going on in your life. You talk about what's coming up in this practice, what the script's going to look like. You just spend a lot of time together. And then post-practice, you have film breakdown, all those kinds of things. I, I can I can completely understand what Roethlisberger is saying about Pouncey. He is going to miss him. That guy has been an absolute stud in this league. He has played ferociously for a number of years. Um, and his leadership in that locker room is something that probably probably goes under discussed because again we always talk about high profile uh, profile players but Pouncey I can guarantee you had a huge leadership role in that locker room as well and Jeff is being nice about the center position because one thing I can tell you is you cannot have a dumb center they have to be very very smart very yes. smart and and you know Pouncey Roethlisberger relationship has been well-documented. When you talk about relationships and things well-documented, seems like, Jeff, the Philadelphia Eagles cannot get any traction on trading Carson Wentz for what they deem as value. Where do you think he lands next year if it's not in Philadelphia? Listen, this, this is going to get uh, difficult for the Eagles. I think the longer this thing goes, the less value that Wentz is going to bring to another team. And so, you know, with these, you know, you're hearing reports of two, you know, two second round picks being offered and whatever the Eagles are sticking to. Unless the, unless the Eagles believe that he's really their guy, at some point you have to take kind of what's given because the market sets itself, Key. You and I both know that. And there are teams, right? The Bears have definitely, uh, you know, talked about having interest. You know, you hear the Colts have interest with he and, and Frank Reich and the, the, the relationship that he had with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia during the Super Bowl run. All those things – 
But those relationships matter. And the further you get away from that, the more difficult it's going to be for the Eagles to find a trade partner. And so I, I could see him easily in Chicago. I could see him for the right price in Indianapolis. I don't think Chris Ballard is going to reach. I mean, when you think about Ballard and Frank, their head coach, they understand how valuable the quarterback position is. They also realize how good their football team is at all three levels, right? Offense, defense, and special teams. They know they were a couple plays away in Buffalo of really beating Buffalo, upsetting them. So I don't think they'll push. I think the Bears will probably be one that would stretch a little bit more than the Colts. But either way, in my opinion, the Eagles got to make a move here. I mean, the further this thing gets along and we start playing true quarterback carousel, the more difficult this is going to be because it's going to push Wince his value down. Jeff, great to get that perspective this morning, especially the center quarterback exchange. is something that so many people just don't know about. You're always following the ball when you watch a game. You've got to understand what's going on at the snap of the ball and to take us <laughs> inside right. there in a great way. Really good to talk to you, Tar Hill. <laughs> get that one in, Jay. Really good to converse, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> I hear you, Dookie. I'm with you, baby. Hey, we 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 but we got some issues going on in Duke Land right now. Man. We gotta get all fixed up. Make some I can either confirm nor deny those issues, Jeff. All you gotta do is pay. See, <laughs> USC guy, Jeff. This is coming from the USC guy. That's what makes this whole thing hilarious for him. Jeff, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, fellas. You got it. That's Jeff Saturday, the Super Bowl champion. Really great perspective. I'm glad you mentioned that. You always talk about how smart your quarterback has to be. How about the other guy on the end of the battery? Well, no, the center has to be extremely smart because all the line calls and understanding what the defense is doing in the front as well as the linebackers to be able to, to give it to the rest of the offensive line, protection calls, things of that nature. We'll talk a little bit more about Duke in about 45 minutes. On the way, who can stop the Lakers' title defense? Apparently, it's the Lakers. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.